God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. What do you need in your life? And secondly, is it a driving need or something more basic? What do you need today, right now? A lot of people will say they need money. But as we have all been told, money can't buy everything. Others will say they need health or they need love, or they need the most basic things of life. And once you've decided your most pressing need, where are you going to find what you need? And what will you give to obtain what you need? Who or what will be your provider? And can you trust the one or thing that promises to be your provider? No matter what our age, we are always someone's children, And we all need help outside of ourselves. I have chosen to believe that the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ is my provider. And as I have lived for decades with that belief, he has not failed to provide my needs and beyond. So if you're having trouble finding someone to help you and supply your needs, today's episode will give you some direction to find what you need. I will be giving a detailed explanation of Psalms 23. Give a listen. So when it comes to fulfilling your needs, you have to make a choice. Where will you look? To him I will look for all my cares. By birth and adoption, I am one of his heirs. Nothing and no one to Abba compares. His presence and resources are always there. Learning to trust in what he has said, meditating often on what I have read, the world allures but only brings dread. I'll lean on the Father and believe him instead. Where else can I go to find what I need? The only truth is what he has decreed. Through God's Son I have been freed. Whom the Son has freed is freed indeed. So in this day when all seems dim, and the words of the world are only grim, my heart and eyes will turn to him, knowing his blessings will never be slim. One of the most famous quotes from the Bible is from Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This quickly cuts to the chase of my episode today. This first verse from Psalm 23 proclaims the source of my provision and a promise that I will not want or lack. Psalms 23 is commonly quoted, and there's a good reason for it. There are many different characteristics of God that are revealed in Psalms 23, and these characteristics reveal his power and love and blessings toward his people. Throughout the Bible, God identifies himself in many ways. There are different words used to describe him and his qualities. When he first spoke to Moses at the burning bush, he identified himself as I am. The Hebrew word translated I am could literally be translated I be or I become. Some versions have a slightly different way to translate that verse compared to the King James Version. The Tyndale Bible which is the oldest English Bible, translates Exodus 
chapter 3, verse 14 as, Then said God unto Moses, I will be what I will be. And he said, This shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I will be did send me to you. William Tyndale was the first person to translate the Bible into English. His first work was accomplished in 1526, 85 years before the King James Bible. The Rotherham Expanded Bible from 1901 also translates this verse differently. Exodus 3.14 And God said unto Moses, I will become whatsoever I please. And he said, Thus shalt thou say to the sons of Israel, I will become hath sent me unto you. In footnotes in both the New Living Translation and the New International Version, translate the phrase as, I will be what I will be. With this understanding of how God identifies himself, it gives us insight into what God wants to be or become for us. God says, I will be or become whatsoever I please. Or another way to think of it is, I will become whatsoever you need. In any given moment, there are different aspects of God that we might need to receive from him. So what is it that you need God to be for you today? There are ten redemptive names of God in the Old Testament that are compound words that always start with Jehovah. Some of them are Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sees, Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace, Jehovah Rapheka, the Lord that healeth thee, Jehovah Roi, the Lord is my shepherd. Of the ten redemptive names of God, seven others of them are represented in Psalm 23 after God declares that he is our shepherd. These redemptive names proclaim some of the greatest characteristics of who God is for us. When we recognize who God is and what he has promised to be for us, our fears and worries will fade and finally disappear. Let's take a look at this awesome psalm. We will begin, of course, in verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The first phrase of verse 1 reveals one of God's redemptive names directly. The Lord, my shepherd, is the Hebrew word Jehovah Roi. When you consider all that a shepherd does and see the examples that are shown in the Bible, we come to understand so much about the Lord. He watches over us. He feeds us. He is with us day and night. He leads us. And he looks for us if we get lost. So do you need any of those qualities to be manifest towards you from your Heavenly Father? This is who he said he will be. Will you claim him not only as a spiritual birth father, but a shepherd-like father? One who truly cares for you in so many ways? Then we have the phrase, I shall not want, which represents the redemptive name of God, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord sees or provides. This is first used in connection with Sarah's handmaid, Hagar, who gave birth for Abraham to Ishmael. But they were cast out, and even though he was not the son of promise, God saw Hagar's need and took care of her. God does not go back on his promises. 
We continue with verse 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. When I think of this first phrase, it reminds me of a parent telling their children, it's bedtime. He makes me to lie down. He is the cause of me lying down. And he makes us lie down in green pastures instead of desert land. He really is good. And then he leads us beside still waters. Lambs are easily startled. A loud noise will cause them to run. I had the blessing of seeing a flock of lambs in Northern Ireland many years ago. I stopped by to get some pictures. They were about 20 feet from the fence and stared at me. A couple of them came a few feet closer. At that time, I was ignorant of their characteristics and whistled at them. That alone set them running. Furthermore, sheep will not drink from swiftly running water. So God our Father leads us to a place that is peaceful. This verse represents God as Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. I don't know about you, but I need peace most every day. There are so many verses that indicate peace has already been given to us, and we need not work for it, but simply receive it. Let's continue in verse 3. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He restores my soul represents God as our healer, Jehovah Rophekha. If you have lost your health, he will restore it. There is nothing that God cannot repair if we will turn to him and receive his promises he gives in love. Then the verse continues, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. We've been made righteous through Christ. That is a spiritual quality that is a part of our salvation. You are righteous now. This verse tells us that God will lead us in the path of right living or righteousness. He asks for our obedience, but then takes us by the hand and leads us in the right direction. The challenge is, will we listen, remember, and obey? Verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I mentioned it briefly in last week's episode concerning the phrase, the Lord was with him. It says here, for thou art with me. This is a representation of Jehovah Shema. The Lord is present. And if God Almighty is standing next to you, what need will not be fulfilled? Stop and think about it. You've been made to sit at the right hand of God. He is present, but are you present in his presence? He's there waiting for you to look to him. He wants to comfort you. According to Hebrews 4.16, we can boldly approach the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You're sitting there now right next to him. Will you talk to him? Will you tell him what you need and open your heart? Let's continue in verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. 
my cup runneth over. So imagine you're in the middle of a war and your enemies are around you with knives and guns aimed at you and the Lord has you sit down to lunch. And I'm sure if the Lord is preparing the table, it's going to be quite a meal. This represents the Lord, our banner. The first use of the name Jehovah Nissi is in Exodus 17, where God has sent Moses and Joshua and the children of Israel to wipe out the Amalekites, who had been very evil towards the children of Israel earlier. The Lord, our banner, is the name given to an altar Moses built after the victory over the Amalekites. It was a reminder of God's power to help them be victorious over their enemies. Do you believe God is present to help you be victorious over your enemies? The last phrase of verse 5 says, Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. This represents God's name, Jehovah Mekadishkem, the Lord our sanctifier. In the Old Testament, those that were anointed were usually either a king, a prophet, or a priest or high priest. At your new birth, the Lord anointed you. You receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Being anointed has set you apart from the world. You are set apart to worship the one true God. You are now sanctified by the Spirit of God. And though the phrase, my cup runneth over, does not depict directly one of God's redemptive names, it does in part show his lavish nature. The cup is not half full or half empty. It is overflowing. This is how God takes care of your needs. These few verses we've seen so far depict so much of the great qualities of God that truly we can say, our cup runneth over. Now let's finish in verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When you were a child out for a walk with your father, did you ever wander off in the wrong direction, like almost walk into traffic? And what did your good father do? He pursued you and caught you before you were hurt. That's the type of following spoken of in this verse. Instead of your enemies pursuing you, God's goodness and mercy are pursuing you. God is out to overtake you with blessings. So slow down today and let him catch you and fulfill your every need. Consider all that he is for you. Many years ago, I printed Psalm 23 on heavy cardstock and made memory cards for myself and my home church. I recently found a stack of those cards and have handed them out again. Having this psalm memorized is good medicine. Having these truths in your heart will give you strength to face the challenges before you. The qualities of God showcased in Psalms 23 give us evidence of his true nature and intentions. We have a choice where we will look for provision. In every promise, there is provision. God does not change. The qualities he had in the Old Testament are the same today. We have the added blessing of the sacrifice of Christ and his life 
to pay for our sins and wash them away. Do not let fear or past failure stop you from turning to your Heavenly Father to receive His goodness and mercy and so much more. He is your shepherd. He is your provider. He is your peace. He is your healer. He is your righteousness. He is present. He is your banner. He is your sanctifier. And he's your loving Heavenly Father who awaits to embrace you.